You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. You are listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. This podcast is developed in collaboration with the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy and their Flip the Pharmacy team and paid for through CDC grant funding provided by the Pennsylvania Department of Health to the Pennsylvania Pharmacists Association, broadcasted exclusively on the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Beyond the SIG, your prescription for transformative community pharmacy care. My name is Brooke Kalusich, and I am a third-year student pharmacist at the University of Pittsburgh School of Pharmacy. Today, I am joined by Ashley Keller, Partner Relationship Manager at Omnisys. In this role, she works to develop strategic relationships within the pharmacy industry that advance the role of pharmacists as providers. Ashley is also a certified pharmacy technician with expertise in store operations, customer experience, and team member engagement. She also has extensive experience in management of retail and pharmacy operations within a pharmacy chain. Today, Ashley is going to share her insight on medical billing for the community pharmacist. Okay, Ashley Keller, welcome to Beyond the SIG. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Brooke, for having me. I'm glad to be here this afternoon. I'm really glad to have you. So so why don't we get started? Why don't you tell us a little about your professional background leading you to your current role with Omnisys? Yeah, absolutely. So I've always worked in the pharmacy industry. I spent about 13 years prior to my current role at Omnisys working in pharmacy retail management for a national chain. And um, from that, I really grew very passionate about different clinical services that pharmacists could offer. So the location that I worked at was a high volume location. We worked with HIV patients, transplant patients. We were doing HIV testing. And so it really started to trigger this idea in my brain. I got really passionate about watching pharmacists practice at the top of their license and trying to understand what else could pharmacists, uh, what other services services could pharmacists provide that allowed them to practice at the top of their license. And so that led me to my journey here at Omnisys, which is, um, you know, to empower community pharmacies across the country to do just that and, and get reimbursed for services. So for our listeners who maybe aren't familiar, can you speak a little bit more about Omnisys? What does the company do and, and how does it help pharmacies adapt to the changing pharmacy landscape? Yeah, so Omnisys is a technology company that is focused on the transformation of community pharmacy and community practice. Omnisys has been around for over 30 years and has over 30,000 pharmacies across the country utilizing their different technology solutions. And so we have been around for a very long time helping to empower pharmacists uh, to practice at the top of their license, get reimbursed for clinical services and doctors for those clinical services um, and just provide additional technologies that allow pharmacies 
ways to streamline their workflows um, so that they can focus on patient care. Uh, one of the, the solutions um, that has been around the longest is our medical billing solution. And so we're just seeing again, we'll talk about that today, Brooke, but the, you know, just the need for pharmacists to be able to bill as providers of care on the, the medical side and what a need that has become in today's landscape. I'm sure. And I'm sure you see it all in your work. So what are what are some of the trends that you are currently seeing generally in, in medical billing on a national scale? Yeah, so we are seeing, uh, number one, pharmacies being recognized as providers of care more and more and, and needing the ability to understand that medical landscape. It's very different than the pharmacy world. And so just having that, that train up period where we have a great foundation for our pharmacists across the country and understanding the medical landscape. We're seeing payers adapt to medical billing more than we have previously. And it's honestly because um, if they bill through the medical side, firm, the insurance companies have access to your data, to the patient's data in a much more robust and quick way than if you're billing through the PBM side, for example. So we're seeing one of the trends is just adoption by payers and trying to figure out how to make this work for pharmacists. We're seeing the adoption of CPT codes being um, utilized by pharmacists more and more. So. Uh, Previously, it was maybe just immunization CPT codes, and now we're seeing as provider status opens up, just this need for pharmacists to have additional codes added to their um, to their fee schedule. And basically, that just means that pharmacists can now bill for, for more services. So we are seeing a bigger adoption. We're also seeing technology play a key role in that. So uh, we could sit here all day, Brooke, and talk about the differences between pharmacy billing and medical billing and how convoluted all of that is. Uh, but we are seeing now is technology coming into play that is allowing pharmacists to be able to easily bill these things things without fully having to grasp all the ins and outs of medical billing, um, as well as documenting for those services as well. So you mentioned pharmacists are now more and more being recognized as providers. So what implications is that going to have for pharmacists going forward? Yes, absolutely. So this is something that, um, you know, we're in 2021 right now. 2020 was a crazy year in the healthcare industry. And so if anything good came out of COVID and the pandemic that we're currently still in, it's this idea of pharmacists as providers at a federal level. We have seen for the past probably five years or so different states adopting um, models where pharmacists are our providers or have provisional provider status. And so now you're hearing the conversations at a federal level. I think a lot of time pharmacists get stuck and think that there's nothing they can bill for because there's not federal provider status, so to speak. There are a lot of services pharmacists across the country can bill for on the medical side. This is going to be um, things like smoking cessation education, oral contraceptives assessments, prescription authority writing, office visits, point of care testing. There's so many services out there that does, you know, over a dozen different states now allow pharmacists 
to be able to perform. So I think from an implication standpoint, the first thing is that pharmacists need to understand what can they bill for in their state um, and, and what are my next steps to be able to be involved in those? Um, you know, is it that I want to get involved in diabetes education because I have a huge diabetes population? Is it that uh, I want to start prescribing oral contraceptives because I feel like that would fit into my business well? I think pharmacists just need to start to understand what the landscape looks like within their state. And then what are the next steps to make that happen? Um, there are lots of resources out there, whether it's CPESN or your local state association technologies that you utilize that have the information and understanding that you'll need to really stand up um, some of these different clinical services. So it's, it's not super overwhelming. I think a lot of pharmacies think it is, but um, you know, once you understand what payers you want to bill for and what services, um, and you get that foundation in place, really implementing those is not, is not difficult. Now I wanna circle back. You mentioned how the COVID pandemic has presented all sorts of challenges for pharmacists, but like you said, it has also presented an incredible opportunity. So you mentioned CPT codes, expanding those beyond immunizations. What other trends has COVID brought upon for pharmacists? Yeah, I think if nothing else, it's the conversation that we need community pharmacies to be seen and recognized as providers of care across all settings, across the entire country, right? It's just this conversation of when we need the vaccination to be deployed, who are we looking to? We're looking to pharmacies because we we know that they are the most accessible healthcare provider across the country. And we know that patients trust them to go in and receive their COVID vaccination. So there's lots of conversation happening, um, both at a legislative level, as well as, um, you know, just at state levels in regards to how else can we utilize pharmacists. And so I think you'll continue to see that expanded. So I mentioned, you know, that we have all of these states that allow these different services to now be performed by pharmacists. And so I think to take it to the next level, we need to see pharmacists adopting this pharmacy appointment-based model, right? Taking the services and performing them so that we can show, um, you know, legislators and others just how powerful and impactful a pharmacist is in their community. So we can continue to expand upon those um, conversations of provider status and reimbursement and the like. I agree. And as those conversations continue to be had and as our role continues to evolve, how do you predict technology is going to play a, a larger role in that? Great question. So I think I can remember vividly the days of working in the pharmacy on the third of the month or a Friday and how hectic and crazy those days were, right? And so we think through how do we utilize technology to streamline some of these things? Because I know many pharmacists are thinking, okay, so I'm, I'm filling prescriptions and now you want me to add clinical services and you want me to bill for these and just thinking through, that's just more added work. But if we can think about how technology can streamline all of that for us, right? How can technology streamline the amount of phone calls that are coming into our pharmacy or streamline the refill process? How can we allow MedSync to clear up our days a little bit better and um, having a billing solution that is um, 
you know, takes away the, the burdensome and the work um, from a, a staff member having to step out of workflow and do that. So just thinking through how can we be efficient at every process? Uh, it's amazing the technology that has come about in the pharmacy industry in the last five years. So how do we adapt that to make sure that we um, streamline our workflows and make our days a little bit less hectic, right? So that we're not um, drinking from, from a fire hose the entire day in the pharmacy. So, <laughs> so given where medical billing is headed for pharmacists, why is it so important for pharmacists to create new sustainable revenue streams outside of prescriptions? Yeah, so I think that the first answer to this is is easy, right? It's that the drug reimbursement model is not sustainable. Uh, receiving net negative reimbursement for a service is not sustainable, and we're seeing that across pharmacies across the country, on you know, on a daily basis, that are are dealing with these reimbursement pressures. And so, because we know that that model, as it stands today, is not sustainable. It's really important for pharmacies to think about services that are sustainable. So when we look to the medical side, there's several differences between prescription reimbursement and medical reimbursement. So when we look at medical, that's always going to be clinical services. So these services I described and mentioned earlier, like oral contraceptives, prep dispensing writing, smoking cessation, and others. These are generally a little bit more high margin services than you would see on the prescription side, for example. The average reimbursement is around $50 for a clinical service, and there's no DIR fees associated with that. There's very little inventory overhead associated with that. And so these are things that are a little services that are more sustainable than filling prescriptions. Outside of it just being a better reimbursement model and more sustainable reimbursement model, this is the trend that we're seeing in healthcare right now. If you think back to when, um, you know, the Affordable Care Act was instilled, uh, you know, that really focused on preventative care and how can we focus on services that prevent people rather than treat people. After that, you started to see all of these pop-up places like MedNows or um, Minute Clinics, things that were close and easy and accessible to receive health care. And that's really the trend that we're seeing even more is easy access to care, preventable care, and who is more equipped to do that than a pharmacist? They are in the neighborhood, they know those patients, they're accessible, and they can focus on preventative care. And the, this is really the future of healthcare. Uh, we're going to see more and more patients making, uh, making appointments with their pharmacist rather than their physician when they need to talk about their diabetes or when they need to get a birth control prescription. Uh, they are more accessible than a physician. They're in their communities. And so outside of the obvious, we have to jump on this bandwagon if we want to have a sustainable reimbursable model. This is the future of healthcare. This is where we see all trends shifting is more towards the pharmacist being seen as a provider and making appointments with their patients. So if, if I'm a pharmacist listening and I want to start to expand the clinical services offered at my pharmacy, where can I start? What are the first steps that I should take? 
Yeah, so I think the first thing is you need to think about what gaps do you need to fill with your patient base today? Just because your state allows a service to be billed doesn't necessarily mean it's the right service for your pharmacy. If you have no diabetic patients, then probably providing diabetes education is not going to be the best first step for you. So I think you would want to think about what kind of gaps in care are you seeing in your patients and what services could you then implement. The next step would be trying to understand what is reimbursable in your state so that you can get connected with these different payers uh, to be able to bill medically for the services. There are also other options outside of just um, medical billing. So thinking through um, CPESN and the opportunities that they offer if you're not involved with them. Employer groups, how do you get connected with local employers and make the business case for how you can help them reduce healthcare costs with their, um, with their employees? Employees. So, um, you, you know, you really want to just think about the use case, the gaps in care that are there, and then how can you step in to fill, fill those needs um, and make a sustainable revenue stream out of it. Thanks, Ashley. Do you have any recommendations for places where I can find more information about this? So I think connecting with other pharmacies is, that are, have these models in place is a great um, place to start. As I mentioned, CPESN, if you're not involved in, in that group, they have lots of great information. Your state pharmacy association, lean on your technology companies that you're utilizing for different services because they probably have some of that information as well, especially if you already have a medical, um, a medical billing insurance company in place they have an understanding of what can be billed for and, and what payers, so lean on them for that information as well. I know that medical billing and clinical services seems like uncharted territory for many pharmacists, and it can seem really scary. But if we, if we look back 10 years ago, when pharmacists weren't providing immunizations at this point in workflow and how that's kind of evolved and adapted over the years. That's what we're going to see with clinical services. So it, it might start off a little bit scary, like maybe immunizations were for many of you as you maybe didn't feel as comfortable giving shots or around needles. But over time, it's going to evolve to just be something that's basic practice, that is a part of everyday workflow. And so um, just thinking through the ways that you can adapt now, just like you adapted to immunizations 10 years ago, um, is really going to help set you and your pharmacy and your pharmacy staff up for success as this becomes standard practice across the industry. Ashley, thank you so much for joining me on Beyond the SIG. It has truly been a pleasure to have this conversation with you and, and learn more about the future of medical billing for pharmacists. I've, I've really learned so much. Yes, absolutely, Brooke. Thank you for having me. It was a joy to be here with everyone today and take care. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for listening to another episode of Beyond the SIG. Keep tuning in to learn more about the impactful stories shaping community pharmacy practice transformation. Thanks for listening to Beyond the SIG, a prescription for transformative pharmacy care. Be sure to check back with the Pharmacy Podcast Network soon for the next episode. To learn more about transforming the role of the pharmacist, visit PAPharmacists.com forward slash podcast. That's PAPharmacists.com forward slash podcast.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.